Hi, I'm Alex with Bot Meets World. And the goal of these episodes is to give a five max 10 minute primer on this week's news in AI, usually focusing on generative AI. Uh, today, I'll be going through the whole agents autonomy, auto GPT, that whole wild west, uh, talking a bit about some news with red pajamas and uh, open source projects, and then going to something very practical uh, which is this new Zapier interfaces that I've just launched, which are super cool. And uh, maybe even touch on this Elon GPT thing. So let's start with agents on autonomy. At this point, you've definitely heard about uh, auto GPT, maybe even uh, baby AGI. And basically this is a series of uh, tooling that seems to allow the AI to function on, on its own, to have this mind of its own and, and go uh, solve all the world's problems without uh, human prompting. Um, this is inevitable because if you just even go to ChatGPT, you can have, you can task it with writing your prompts, right? And so if ChatGPT can write its own prompts and then execute on the prompts that it's writes for himself, for itself, and then write the next prompt and so on and so forth, that creates this endless chain. And you first saw this done with uh, folks like Langchain, uh, which I highly recommend checking out. So let me switch to that. So uh, Langchain, which you can see on the screen, um, a huge library. Uh, and what they allow is they have these agents, this concept of an agent. And this lets you um, give your AI scripts the ability to go into the real world and pull real information. So they can pull information from the internet uh, they can pull information from a data store. Uh, for example, if you have internal company documents. Uh, and so uh, once you combine this ability of the AI thinking about the next step for what it should do with the ability to access information like what's online or what's in a certain uh, database, and then with the ability to then create the prompt for the next iteration, that effectively creates this uh, fully kind of autonomous general intelligence uh, situation. So that's uh, the theory behind AutoGPT. And if you want to actually use AutoGPT, uh, this is the GitHub for it. Uh, it's this significant dash gravitas on AutoGPT. Uh, sorry, on GitHub, uh, there's also a baby AGI. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce this person's name correctly, uh, but both are just firing off right now the the auto GPT GitHub repo has something like 90,000, 90, almost 95,000 stars at this point. So this is blowing up. Um, the downsides of all this is that, as you know, uh, all, all these LLMs hallucinate. And when you chain these things together into this uh, loop where the AI then tells itself what to do next, any small hallucination just gets compounded. And so don't worry, like G GPT is not going to destroy humanity yet. Uh, but something to look out for here is the more complex the task, the more it gets sidetracked, just like any human might get sidetracked. And then it goes down these incorrect rabbit holes. Um, so the hallucinations can really compound on these sorts of scenarios. Um, let's talk about open source for a bit. So some news that came out this past week is this org called Red Pajama. Uh, they have this super cute, uh, I don't know if it's a logo, an image. This is definitely AI generated, but I'm looking at a llama wearing red pajamas, this baby llama. Uh, obviously, a llama 
uh, per the whole Meta Llama project. Um, and what they've done here is basically mapped one to one, or as close as possible, um, the same data sets that were used to train Llama uh, to train or to form the data set of Red Red Pajama. And so, uh, for example, there's Common Crawl, GitHub, C4, uh, the archive of books. So Llama is based on 25 billion books that was ingested, and Red Pajama is on 26 billion books. Uh, Common Crawl is, I believe, how they crawl the internet. And so uh, Llama crawled 852 billion you know, pieces in this Common Crawl internet archive, and Red Pajama was 878 billion. So roughly the same uh, number of tokens were used for training each of the models. Okay, why does this matter? This matters because uh, in this whole world of AI, um, the underlying tech is not that proprietary, right? We know how LLMs work. Uh, we know how to build them. We know how to create these transformers. That's all published publicly. Now, what's been happening over the past year uh, is OpenAI stopped publicly publishing how they do what they do, and they've been taking things more in-house and making it proprietary. Uh, and so as a response, a lot of projects have popped up to, to continue uh, the open source analogy to the private uh, commercial explorations. This is important because it keeps, <laughs> it keeps the commercial sector from completely dominating and abusing its power, right? Imagine if you fast forward five years or 10 years and there's one corporate entity that has the keys to the kingdom and knows everything there is to know about developing these AI models and running them. And and, and at that point, probably some kind of AGI model, right? That would be really bad because they would hold all the economic value to our society. The fact that we have in parallel these researchers uh, who are incredible and who are creating this open source then allows competition. It allows other enterprises to pop up and compete. And that stops us from having one major commercial entity that holds us um, for some sort of ransom at that point. Um, so really important. I don't know that developers will actually use the open source versions on a daily basis. Um, they'll probably use the thing that's most widely used, most uh, best supported, easiest to use, which will probably be a, a commercial uh, tooling. But having something open source allows more commercial tooling to pop up and keeps the playing field competitive and keeps the leader honest and stops them from uh, being too usurious. So this is extremely important uh, from just a societal aspect. And we should all be very supportive of projects that go open source. Um, even if we end up using the commercial ones, we should still be very much in support and ensuring that the open source um, environment still exists. Um, okay, switching gears next, Zapier. So Zapier, as you probably know, is just a way to link a few apps together, right? Uh, back in the day, you'd use Zapier to take something from Google Docs, and if you change something in Google Sheets, then then it'll change something for you over email, or it'll send that email. It's basically a way to link different apps together that you currently use in a logical way. They just launched this new thing called Interfaces. And um, the premise of Interfaces is it creates this nice visual, this UI, um, that's logic-based UI, which you can embed into any of your websites. And what you'll start seeing now, because Zapier at the same time, I started to support uh, 
OpenAI's GPT, I think at 3.5, maybe four at this point, uh, 3.5 at this point, um, in these interfaces is that you'll see folks creating their own apps, whether for themselves or within their companies, and uh, effectively creating AI apps, which are reusable, which they can share publicly, which they can post to their own websites and let others use um, without having to know that much code. So I'll give you this quick example now. So imagine um, you are a, a landscaping, landscaping company. So uh, you're a sales assistant at this company and your job is to get more clients. And so I, I create this bot um, and I, I give it a greeting, which is I am a sales assistant for a landscaping company. Tell me about the client you're pitching and I'll set up the pitch email. Um, and then I give it a directive and the directive is, is constant. And basically uh, I again tell it that it's a salesperson. I tell it that it has to write a pitch email. This is basically the prompting, right? This is the prompt, the long prompt that you would normally put in, into jet into ChatGPT, but with ChatGPT, you have to keep entering this prompt every single time. And what you end up doing here with Zapier is this modular interface where you set it up once and then your clients or your team members or you yourself can reuse this over and over and over again without having to re-enter all the prompts. So um, let me run this. Uh, we go to share, open in browser. Great. So right now what you're looking at is just like a blank browser page. And it looks like a website set up by somebody that is uh, this cool new bot that is going to write your pitch emails. And it says, tell me about your prospective clients and I'll put in, oh, I don't know. Uh, this is a single family home uh, in Venice, California with um, succulents. I don't know. Succulents and some citrus trees. Okay, hit go. And now it's pumping out this sales letter uh, about Lucky Leaf Collectors, which is the name of this uh, landscaping company. And you can imagine in your company, you set this up once and you give access to to these interfaces. Uh, you have access to your team members for these interfaces and you can superpower uh, your business by... Uh, setting up once and then letting your team members, anyone on any team, access them within your company. So this is a great, simple way to have a treasure trove of uh, bot-enabled tooling in your company. And by the way, once this is done, at the end, you can have other uh, things that happen once it's done. So uh, the action you can take or your employee can take is automatically add this to a Google Sheet or uh, open a Gmail email with this prompt, right? And so... Um, this is a cool set of tooling that means that you don't have to take uh, and pay for you know big platforms like Jasper. You can create your own platforms in-house with your own prompts. So super cool. Um, I don't know. Last thing I guess I should focus on is this whole Elon Troop GPT. I don't know. Everyone says don't bet against Elon. At this point, he just feels too stretched uh, or stretched too thin. And it's probably not worth uh, our time even talking about this. So uh, good on him for having such a brand name that everyone has to cover whatever he says. Uh, but at this point, uh, until I see something that's a real viable product uh, built by their team, uh, it's just not worth our time. So that's a wrap. In summary, uh, huge stuff happening in this auto GPT world where AI is 
telling itself what to do and going down these rabbit holes and doing really long chains of logical thought, uh, effectively uh, starting to replace more and more of what a human does when we solve problems. Um, next, we talked about Red Pajama, hilarious name, and the importance of having open source in this ecosystem. And finally, we touched on Zapier's interfaces, which you should totally check out. Um, it's super easy to, to construct. And it's something that then you can give to your team members or your family members or whoever it is that you want and, and empower them. Uh, even if they might not understand how this prompting stuff works, you can give them this one line uh, URL, which gives them a, a very clear, simple interface to do repeated tasks uh, that you've designed for them using prompts. So very good to have in your company. All right, that's it for today's episode. Take care.